joining us right now from arrowheadpride.com. He is my good friend, Pete Sweeney. Pete, how are you, my friend? Uh, big move by the Chiefs today. Yes, a, a substantial move, really. Uh, by the way, you had just said the football season is, is coming up. I mean, I, at this point, it really does feel like the football season just never ends. I mean, yeah. it's like a 52-week uh, type of deal because you're able to see just different moves made, and there's always a reason to seemingly get excited with the NFL draft coming up. I was pretty stunned by this move. I, I had been asked about Orlando Brown because there had been the whole situation with him having a desire to play left tackle, and they have Ronnie Stanley on the team, and so they were wanting him to play right tackle, and he wanted to be back at that position. So there were trade discussions, and, and that came out a while ago back in, in March. But I just never thought in a million years the Baltimore Ravens would trade a player to help the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I mean, this is a team that you have to beat in order to get to the Super Bowl, and this was a major problem for Kansas City. And in a sense, yes, there was compensation given back to the Ravens, but they more or less solved it. And now you really look at the Chiefs' offensive line, and it feels like a strength. I don't understand the move exactly from what you're, you're talking about. And if you miss the entire trade, the Ravens are getting three picks. They get Kansas City's number one, Kansas City's third rounder, Kansas City's fourth rounder, and a fifth rounder in next year's draft. And then they're not only, by the way, not only is Kansas City getting back a starting left tackle, they're also getting a second round pick. Like, what, what was, is Baltimore drunk? <laughs> That's what's so strange to me. And like, it, it does give you pause, right? Like you're thinking, you know, what is going on with Brown? Was there just a lack of interest? Uh, is, is he the type of player that was only going to, to play for a certain team uh, for keeping that last year of his rookie deal. Was he saying to the Ravens, uh, if I'm going to be traded to certain teams, I'm going to need an extension because information has come out that the Kansas City Chiefs probably are going to make him play on this final year of his rookie deal before potentially franchising him next year uh, and then trying to work out a deal maybe for what would be the 2023 season. But that's that's a problem that's, that's further down along. So, yeah, we're trying to really figure out what, what went into this? Why would the Ravens in a million years do that? I, I think there was a major problem for Kansas City at left tackle. And I'll tell you, Mike, I mean, I know this from, from talking with people in the, the organization, the Chiefs were very much in on Trent Williams. I mean, that has even come to public light to an extent of, like, just how badly they wanted Trent. They were into the final hour. Uh, San Francisco ended up giving another guaranteed year to pay Trent when he's going to be uh, 36 years old. It's not something the Chiefs wanted to do uh, in that third year, and so ends up back in San Francisco. And I'll tell you, they, they didn't really love the other options. Like Villanueva was out there. They, they didn't love Villanueva from the Steelers, an uh, unrestricted free agent. They were going to kind of go with it uh, with what they had in-house. Uh, there were some other teams that they were talking to potentially about tackles, but Orlando Brown is a two-time pro bowler the last two years, and he's 24 years old. So not only are you solving their problem this year, but you're also solving it for potentially future years. I mean, this could be a left tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs, not only in, in 2021, but this could be a five- or six-year guy that replaces Eric Fisher. Arrowheadpride.com's Pete Sweeney joining us on 1350 ESPN. I'm Mike Wicket here on Wicket's World. The big trade, Orlando Brown, goes from the Ravens to the Chiefs. And I want to back up to what you were talking about. All these other guys that they were in on, you know, at the tackle position, that screams of desperation. If I'm the Ravens, 
and I am going to part with this piece, and maybe he doesn't get along with management. Maybe he said, I'm just not going to wind up staying here long term, whatever. But if you're the Ravens, aren't you going to squeeze out more from the team that you're trading Orlando Brown to? It's, you know, I I think you nailed it, and, and you, I think, hit my confusion as well. You wonder why the Chiefs were getting a second rounder back in this deal. Yeah. Because that, that means they're still getting those, those, those two players. And, and I actually asked Fred Beach about the draft on the conference call today, and he had said that he really thinks that there's a major fall-off in the draft around the early third round. The mid-two to the early three is where there's a lot of value, he believes, and you know where they can get uh, potential starters, and they want to be able to sit there. And, and they made that a point to make sure that they had those two picks uh, in that round, they no longer have any any third rounders, but you're still coming out of day two with two second rounders, and and you know you you they had Juan Thornhill and McCole Hardman were both second rounders, and, and Juan Thornhill certainly a starter, McCole Hardman more of a role player, but he's helped the Kansas City Chiefs win a, a lot of games on offense as well, and so you can get some real players uh, in the second round, and so that to me uh, is what is really confusing about this is it did seem like that Kansas City right now. Um, won the deal. Uh, the tackle position was their clear target. It's hard for me to believe that they would have gotten a surefire starter at the tackle position by staying at number 31 and trying to draft a, a player there that maybe could compete on day one. I mean, we were looking, you know, you talked about five hours ago, we were thinking that Lucas Niang, who opted out of the 2020 season with the coronavirus stuff and was going to basically have his rookie year this year, we were penciling him in as the left tackle, and you go from uh, a big grand maybe, and really it was on the <laughs> way in the Super Bowl just how poor the left side was and how Patrick Mahomes was running uh, for his life. And you're like, oh, th- th- this is the best we got to what is a pro bowl left tackle to go along with your all-pro left guard that you just signed. Uh, the center position, they have the starter in Austin Blythe from Los Angeles. There's plenty of options at right guard and Kyle Long coming out of retirement and LDT coming back in the mix. And then you have Mike Remmers on the right side and maybe Lucas Yang can compete. And if he's not ready, Remmers was fine for you at right tackle. So really, you go from the greatest problem, uh, a really weak part of your team along the offensive line to uh, what might be one of the better offensive lines in the AFC. Does Baltimore know Kansas City is in the same conference? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I was thinking back, and I, I, you know, I, I know that Harbo, John Harbo, comes from the, the Andy Reid tree, uh, but uh, this seems awfully generous even to, to try to uh, give your mentor a, a player that you desperately, desperately need. Hey, Pete, J.D. here. Uh, I got a question for you. How did this turn around so quickly for Kansas City? Because I had been reading reports of, uh, I mean, even the, the team to the north, the Vikings, going after Orlando Brown in a big trade. How did this turn so quickly? Was just Kansas City being quiet and, and just all of a sudden, boom, they, they jumped on it as soon as they could? I mean, how, how did this all come about? Seems like it, it was, uh, yeah, there was a, a bit of, of working in the shadows. And I, I tend to think that maybe... Uh, the teams out there were unwilling to send what is a first rounder um, to the the Baltimore Ravens, and you know my counter of that is this: is like okay, so you have a, a team that is not going to send a first rounder, maybe the Minnesota Vikings, because they're 
uh, picking earlier or, you know, they don't want to part with future first-rounders when you're not really sure how you're going to finish. But the, the number 31 pick, I mean, you're basically at number 33 when you're at 31. I mean, it could just as easily be uh, a second-rounder. And so um, I think, you know, there's so much uncertainty at any position when you're taking someone at, at number 31. And so that, to me, is why I think it's a, a big W for Kansas City uh, is the fact, okay, um, you know, you're, you're getting rid of that pick, and now you have a definite starter there who's going to be good for you. And what the Baltimore Ravens probably look at it is like, look, uh, Orlando Brown is not going to play for us anyway. He has no desire to play the left tackle, or I should say the right tackle position. Uh, so let's get a first-rounder for him. And, and it worked uh, out. I, I just think you have to always look at, okay, we need to beat the Chiefs if we're ever going yes. to make the Super Bowl. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now Patrick Mahomes the only game where he's ever really looked human and the only game in three years. And if you want to add that fourth, fourth uh, year in, because he played that one game in week 17. So four years of his career, three years as a starter, there's been one game where he's lost by more than eight points, more than one possession. And that was the Super Bowl when he was running for his life. He finally looks human. And one of your greatest AFC rivals, if not your greatest AFC rival, you've now fixed their problem. You've now helped it. Of course, you get some compensation return, but I was talking to a colleague today. You'd almost be better off trading Brown, in my opinion, to a fellow AFC North team, even if you got to play him twice a year. The Chiefs are always going to the Chiefs are right? always going to be there. I mean, they have the quarterback in place. You know, I. I very, very, very baffling for me, um, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. The Chiefs and, and Ravens are, are slated to play in the 2021 season. Do you see him? He's on his rookie deal. They can franchise him next year. Do you see Orlando Brown long-term in Kansas City? Or in two years, Pete, you're more of a capologist than I am, and I know the cap's <laughs> going to explode, but they're going to have to start paying Mahomes that half-a-billion-dollar deal soon. Will they have money for everybody? Yeah, well, the the tendency it has been, and it's going to have to be on a player-by-player basis, but the tendency has been for um, these guys that are more so the veterans to take somewhat of discounts or, like, do certain things. Chris Jones was on his first new big contract, and the thing that he did is is he didn't end up, I believe, taking any kind of um, signing bonus, and so that that helped out. So, you know, if you you win, it's a lot easier to do that when you win, and it's more easy to do that, I think, with veteran players. So, I'm thinking maybe Tyron Matthew, who is due to sign potentially a contract extension in the next couple of months. If not, maybe uh, if they. If, I, I don't know if they'll do this, but I, I could. I could see them maybe coming to an agreement after this year. Um, if you, if I'm betting on it, I, I bet you they get it done before this year begins. Uh, but that could free up some cap for you. And I think uh, from the rumblings that you're seeing come out at a national level with these national newsbreakers of NFL networks and, and ESPN, the, the plan right now is to have Brown play out this final year of his rookie deal. Like I said, who knows how that might have played a, a, a role in, in getting him to Kansas City. Then you have an option for a franchise tag, which would be around $16 million for the one year. You could do that for 2022, and then 2023 the cap is supposed to open up. And Patrick Mahomes seems more than willing to work on different things. I know the guarantee mechanisms is something that we have thrown out there where you can really work with his contract to free up money at different points. And at that point, maybe Brown gets his deal. I mean, I I think we finally realized in the Super Bowl that even Patrick Mahomes is only as good as the time that you're going to give him. If he's getting no seconds of protection, uh, he's just like anybody else. And and that was a, a harsh reality that the Chiefs learned because of injury. And so I think protecting, uh, especially at the tackle position, so you have a left tackle, who knows if, if Lucas Niang is that guy for you, but you get protection from Mahomes and you could be there each and every year. 
Scary. Absolutely scary. Pete, thank you so much, man. Appreciate the time. Uh, continued success and joy. There is no off-season for you guys at arrowheadpride.com. <laughs> I'm sure we'll, uh, I'll bother you again when we get closer to uh, the start of uh, Chiefs training camp. Sounds good, Mike. Happy to talk to you. Thank you very much. Pete Sweeney on Twitter at PG Sweeney. He's the editor-in-chief at arrowheadpride.com, the best Chiefs website out there. If you're a Chiefs fan, you need to get over to arrowheadpride.com. If you're a Chiefs fan, you're probably already there.